Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Check it out. Hey, I'm McCoy here, and you are listening to the solar panel, the Phoenix Sun Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning on the solar panel planet. Now, I don't know if that works, but today's solar panel has starts with me and Brandon. I'm Dave King. Uh, you can find me at brightsideofthesun.com and also on this podcast. And we got with me my podcast partner, Brandon or Zona Hoops. How's, how's it going this morning, Zona? Good. Uh, right before starting the show, I was telling Dave we have a, a nice little woge bomb that, that we can get into. Just uh, you know, it wasn't the the Woj bomb we thought it'd be or hoped it'd be uh, with a certain someone coming to the Suns. But good to see Monty Williams get that contract extension, get him locked up. Um, so, yeah, I didn't expect that to happen uh, pre-show at, on a 9 a.m. Uh, Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, right. Imagine if we had scored, if we had recorded this at the normal time of eight o'clock, we'd have probably missed the entire thing. Exactly. See, there, there's perks. There's perks to the time change. Coming soon on the show, we have a, a good friend of mine, uh, used to be a media guy in the Phoenix area, and we, we sat next to each other during the dark days of Suns basketball, and then he's since moved to New York and all that. Uh, Trayvon Edwards will be joining us soon uh, to talk about all things um, NBA-wide and, and touch on big trades and stuff like that that may or may not happen, what he's heard, what he thinks what he thinks of the Suns and all that. So he'll be joining us soon. But in the meantime, I thought we would get caught up on things that have happened in the past week, which is not a lot has happened, Brandon, uh, for Suns, uh, but at least something has happened. And uh, really in these coming two months, that's going to tell a lot because generally nothing happens in the dog days of summer. Uh, but let's talk about this Monty Williams extension. So he had two years left on his deal, his five-year deal. He, The Suns played three years um, under Monty Williams so far. They have increased their win total by at least 10 every season. They're, they're one of the few teams that have ever done that in history. Uh, and one of those, of course, you could say was enhanced by the fact that there was only a 72-game season in year two. Uh, but shoot, going from 19 to 34 to 51 to 64 wins is a is a pretty big advance. Um, and so, you know, for, of the team and despite what happened in the playoffs, you know, that's that shows really well. All right. We are going to invite Trey Vaughn in. Good morning, Trey. How's yep. it going, man? It's uh, afternoon here, but good morning, y'all. Good afternoon. <laughs> How's yeah. it going? <laughs> it's good, man. Can't complain. Good to see you again. Good to see you. I was just telling Brandon that uh, you and I used to sit next to each other. Next on to each Road. other on the Suns beat. Yeah, for sure. On the Suns beat. And that was that was dark times, man. That was where think, we had I to think, we had to do our own color commentary to fill in. <laughs> what was the think, time frame of that? Like what years? 
It was the year before uh, CP3 got there. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, right. I was the, I was bad luck. I just had to leave, and then you know, I think the Suns were were able to turn it over right after I left. <laughs> well, we appreciate you yeah. taking the fall for that. Nice, nice one. Yeah, yeah, we we do appreciate that. <laughs> Ice Trey, yes. Um, hey, so uh, so tell me, Trey, tell me what you've done since you left the Phoenix Beat. Ah, uh, man, I'm here in Brooklyn. Uh, it's been very interesting the past two years. Uh, with the Nets. I'll bet. Um, but, you know, it comes with the territory, whether good seasons, bad seasons, et cetera. Um, super, ex- you know, from the far, still rooting for the Suns and, you know, wishing everyone, ex- you know, success on that end. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, that's pretty much it, just watching the NBA closely, trying to continue to have passion about the sport just because of rumors and things of that nature kind of pushes me away, especially off season, like, when you're covering 82 game season and plus um, it's a little taxing, you know, and when it's like rumor driven or, you know, you know, these different things that are, are, are taken, you know, that gets legs. And now you have to drag out the narrative for months. It's like, you don't really get a real vacation. And um, no. with the age of information fans, like get almost obsessive with things. So um, me personally, unless it's something that I really have to talk about, I normally stay away from it until training camp. Hey, man, that must be nice. That must <laughs> be nice. That's great. Uh, yeah, un- uh, not unfortunately. I'm just I'm one of those addicted ones. I can't get enough. I can't get away. And uh, you know, even during the off season, I got the the website and this podcast and all that. But you know, I only do those because I want to, right? Being, right. And even though there's not much to talk about. As a fan my whole life, I spent the entire year thinking about basketball, whether they were playing or not, wondering what was happening. And so, uh, I, yeah, I'm one of, those, one of those guys who cannot get away. So it's cool if you're able to. Mm-hmm. Now, you've been covering the Nets for a couple of, couple of years. You've been away from the Suns. Um, but you were there for, uh, for DeAndre Aiden's early years in, in, in Phoenix. Yes. Um, and then, you know, you've seen obviously what's happened from afar across the, across the country uh, the last couple of years. Tell me what I want to start with Aiden and then we'll move into other other big names. Um, tell me what you think of the whole Aiden thing. What, what do you think is was going to happen and what do you think is going to happen going forward? Like what's going on there? Um, You know. I think that DeAndre Aiden is, you know, a talented guy. I think uh, sometimes expectations and frustrations kind of meet there, especially as fans. You want to, you know, you feel like this guy is there to take it over the top. And then sometimes you feel like, you know, he, what what's happening? Is he declining? Is he not succeeding how he's supposed to succeed? And he has all these intangibles. But he's actually had good games. I think that just sometimes, you know, when you think about, the best at his position mm-hmm. they're way more skilled um they're way more used to um in their offense and involvement and i think that sometimes he doesn't get the credit that he solely deserves especially as an option two or option three you know what i mean so um you know i think he plays his part to where it should be and then i think him being going through the arizona pipeline you know what i mean whether it's high school to college professional it's all he knows and he just wants to be like treated like 
Like it's home. Like how book book don't even have to lose. Book don't have to even look at the contract. It's already signed. The money's already printed. He just needs to show up because he's already bought into the community. He's invested the time. And I think DeAndre has done the same. But when you look at it as far as like Sarver, like, should I pay him? You know what I mean? Like he yeah. honestly wrote his own, like the Suns kind of avoided having to pay him what he really was worth. Yeah. It was like, all right, cool. Yep, we're gonna let you do this. You um, go get that money. You you go get that money. And then we'll and just then we'll, say we'll pay it. And then we'll pay it with <laughs> yeah. showing what you're really worth out there. What other people yeah. think you're worth. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't crazy because he probably would have made more if they would have just said, All right, you know what? We're not even gonna let this do it be a thing, and we're just gonna nip it in the bud and just sign it. Mm -hmm. Instead, brilliant on the front office. Sorry, DeAndre, you gotta go through this. But we're gonna let you, you know, go out there and see who really wants you. Okay, Indiana wants it. That's the number we're gonna place over your head at that point. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it messes up a future Durant trade. There can't be moved. Now he's locked in. Yeah, can't be moved. So it was like, do we just build off of this team? Which I do like. I don't think that you have to make us a, a lot of changes. I think as fans, you get anxious and you say, ah. Oh, I really want this to happen right now. Like this is, you know, the loyalty loosens up. It's like, hey, sorry, no hard feelings. And it's like, no, you guys are right there. It takes time. It takes time. So we've and got I a, uh, we've got it uh, uh, in the chat. We've got Jam Paul Edward De Dios. Good morning. Um, he goes. Uh, the difference between Aiden and between Aiden and Book, except Book hasn't tested positive for PEDs. And book has some bad games, but engagement is not an issue. So fans are still really holding some particular things against DeAndre Ayton. Do you think that he like he brings that on himself as far as his personality and all that, or do you think he deserves all that all the criticism that he gets? I mean, it comes with the territory. I mean, you you get paid the big bucks. Fans are allowed to express their feelings about it. I mean, Dave, we were there during the twenty five game suspension. Um, it, you know, it looked like it was starting to build into something. And then obviously that happened and, you know, they went on this eight game winning streak and then they ran into the Lakers and then we were like, oh, you know, and it yeah. was kind of flashes in that. And then they went into the bubble and then built up where they are now. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yes, book has never did that and other things, but to be fair, this guy is still young. He's still upside. Mm -hmm. He's still one of the top 10 big men, um, in this particular uh you know this group and you know as far as talent level um so i mean i'm not i'm not really stressed about it i think that he's going to continue to get better i just don't know if it's going to get to the level that suns fans want him to be yeah there's the same the same commenter followed up with nets never wanted da now this is true mm -hmm. the da in the situation that we have this year where he was a restricted free agent, sign and trade, only worth half of what he was making, blah, 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 and trade. Really complicated everything. Would have hard capped the Nets if they had acquired him in a sign and trade. Let me let me rewrite history just a little bit for you for a second, Trey. And I know you don't 100% know the answer, but I'd like your insight into what you think the answer would be. Um, let's pretend for a moment that a year ago, DeAndre Ayton's camp was open to this exact contract as an extension a year ago. 
and he wouldn't have been a restricted free agent this summer. He would have been under contract for the $30.9 million uh, going forward with, with um, let's say it was 8% increases, um, but under contract, okay? Not the full five-year, but a four-year. So he's not one of those designated rookies that couldn't have been aggregated with Ben Simmons. Let's just say it's exactly what the Suns had wanted a year ago, which was basically this contract except signed a year ago. Let's pretend that happened. Do you still think the Nets don't want anything to do with D.A.? I mean, it's so many hypotheticals because I don't even think Kevin Durant would want out. And I don't. I still don't even really think that he wants out. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's, yeah? it's just a story that just kind of got legs and, like, just let it do what it do. You know what I mean? Like, you have yet to talk to this, talk about this. This player has yet to express anything. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, oh, well, they do have a relationship. They have a relationship. They have a relationship. He's cool with everybody at this point. You know what I mean? If you really want to Photoshop him into any jersey. Um, and I understand frustration because when your team is kind of tied up to it and it seems like it lines up of like, oh, we'll give him Cam Johnson or we'll throw in Michael Bridges. Sorry, Michael Bridges, but this is Kevin Durant. We love you, yeah. but this is Kevin Durant. And you get it in those situations of like, hey, let's just make this happen or – you the person who ruined this deal for us. Uh, not necessarily. You know what I mean? So um, I, I do get it. and But I just don't. I think if the deal's done, you get a different DA. I don't think that yeah. there's frustration. I don't think that there's other things. There's a happy person. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. I want to come to work because I'm rich. I've been right. compensated. It's like uh, you two doing a pod and no no, no listeners actually give you positive feedback. It's constantly negative, negative, right? And you don't have a, a why. A why am I showing up? You know what I'm saying? Like, compensate him. Make him feel like he is supposed to be here instead of like, well, I think I was doing everything right. We went to the finals. I played decent. What else do you want from me? And then it's like, oh, I wouldn't pay him Especially that Especially if you see them doing that with Book, with Mikkel Bridges. With Landry Shamit, who had never played a game, with and you team. got and you got to sit around and watch all that. Yeah, yeah. It's the, tough. the funniest part of that whole Aiden thing too is like when he first signed that contract. I know there's there's a picture of him and like one other person in the front office that wasn't Jones or Sarver. And Suns Twitter is freaking out, saying, "Why wouldn't Jones or Sarver be there for this?" Like when Booker is surrounded by the whole front office, and then yeah. like two minutes later, the Suns social media like puts pictures of him with Jones and Sarver. So. Just kind of funny, like the whole. Yeah. Well, that was his agent that was. Oh, you talking about that's my and that's my good friend Nima. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. You met you you met Nima Dave with me. Did when I? We were watching. We we watched uh, DeAndre work out one time before the game. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, I knew that was his agent, and yeah. but people were all like, "Was that some dude making sure DeAndre puts his name down? You know, <laughs> holding him hostage?" Yeah, no, nah, man. DeAndre, <laughs> DeAndre, actually, you know, Nima actually used to represent Kelly too at that time. Ah. Mm-hmm. Kelly Oubre. Did you see pictures of his wedding, by the way? Amazing. Amazing. I think that's probably the most iconic Instagram. If you all get a chance, know. look up Kelly Oubre's Instagram and look at his wedding that he just had. It's just, it's spectacular. Of course, just yeah. like you would expect. Mm-hmm. I just, the only thing we didn't see was the white unicorn horse, you know, that he, he yeah. left behind when he got <laughs> traded. <laughs> hey, man. He's he's the reason where you guys are. Shout outs to him. He's the fallen yeah. soldiers. Me, Kelly Oubre, 
Who else? Who else had to go? We had to go. <laughs> Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. We had to go. Y'all had you know? to go so the Suns could get good. <laughs> I even got sad seeing seeing Frank the other day sign with somebody. You know oh, what I mean? I was no. like, you know, Frank. Man, Atlanta's picking up uh, Aaron Holiday and Frank. Yeah, we're gonna miss Frank. He was a good yeah. dude. He just couldn't play. Um, hey, so let's uh, let. I think I went through everything I wanted to on Aiden. Do you have other questions? Any other questions, Brandon, or, or topics you want to talk about with Aiden? I think we've just about covered it at this point. Um, you know, there's only so much you could talk about, but I do. I will say, just like the whole not bidding against yourself thing, like uh, like we we're kind of talking about earlier. Like, just kind of why would you send him like a an offer of seventy, one hundred seventy million plus when you could just kind of wait on the the Pacers. And obviously that comes with the territory of maybe upsetting him, but at the same time, it worked out exactly how the Suns wanted it to. And uh, now hopefully the, you know, there's no bridges burned and we can just kind of move on with everything. No bridges burned unless it's being burned for Kelly or Kevin Durant. <laughs> I, I think it, I think it worked out <laughs> at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's all he really wanted to be is compensated. You know what I mean? Like yeah. again, mm -hmm. these guys make, so much money and that's generational wealth for him and his family and you know in a particular situation whether the sons did it right away or played these mind games to yeah. you know to to relieve the cap well or he whatever said it was, it he said in that yep. interview with mark spears he's like look i just had to treat it like a business the sons told me it was a business they told me they wanted to re-sign me but they told me i needed to go through this restricted free agency because you know obviously you want the market to set be set for you. You don't want to set the market yourself. Mm -hmm. And he, he says he understood. I hope there's no hard feelings. I think DA's personality, it's much easier for him not to have hard feelings. So I feel like he's going to be okay. Um, but I do think that um, there is going to have to be something worked out between Monty and DA as far as, you know, uh, going forward. But I, the other, the other variable here, is that is Chris Paul, Chris Paul, his personality is so like in your face. And, uh, I mean, you were on, you were on with, with Amin and, and, uh, Tom Howard the other day on, on a podcast. And, and I don't know if you were on when Amin was talking about this, but he's like, man, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, the first year, everyone's like, Oh my God. Yes. I want to soak up every word you have to say. You're constantly talking, you know, everything, you know, it all second year, Man, that's cool. I just love how much you know. You're always talking, you know, but, you know, maybe it's a lot. And then third year, you're like, okay, dude, shut up. And so do you feel like that if, Do you feel like um, that should be a problem or could be a problem with the Suns, especially with a guy like DA who's been nothing but yelled at for two years? I think it could be a pain in the, you know, it's like, pain in the side, like, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like, it's Chris Paul's Chris Paul. Um, he's, like, hooping with your older brother. Your older brother's going to correct you while playing. And it's like, I got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm I'm sure Book feels the same sentiment. He's letting Book kind of do a little bit more. But, like, at the end of the day, you still you want to respect his greatness. But at the end of the day, he's in the way. You know, um, and it comes with the territory because they've had so much success. He's the secondary coach on the floor. You know what I mean? He's one of the smartest basketball players in this game. And then he also knows the game beyond. But it's also mm -hmm. like, let me figure it out on my own. So yeah. dealing with a um, 
I'm trying to think of all the bigs he's had. DeAndre Jordan. I mean, you can go yeah. down the line of people that just are like, ah, like I got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just, you know, he's just such a control freak. And the same thing, I mean, you can go LeBron, typical guys that are heavy ball handlers that aren't point guards are control freaks. They want you in a certain place. Stand right there. Don't move. I, you know, don't move or why you didn't shoot it. You know what I mean? And like, mm. as a player who's made it that far without them, it's hard to, you know what I mean? Because you have that mutual respect. You understand how good they are. But then it's also combative like, dude, I know what I'm doing too. Yeah. <laughs> Give you me know? a chance. And I don't think Chris Paul is going to say, all right, you know what? I'm going to take a, a, a seat back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and just chill. Yeah. my uh, Just as a as a silly analogy, my wife and I have a great relationship. Things get, we hardly ever fight. But there are times where, like, I'm on my way to do something, and she asks me to do it as I'm on my way to do something. And I'm just like, let me do it before you tell me that I should mm -hmm. do it because now you're – now I feel like – and it's like that's kind of Chris Paul. It's like mm -hmm. if you if he was already going to do it, Chris Paul will say it on the way, and then he'll be oh, – You're going to get yourself in trouble here, Dave. <laughs> ah, no, no, she's awesome. <laughs> She'd laugh. <laughs> think um, about you two moving in together right you and yeah. you and you and brandon the idea sounds great until you see how brandon lives oh man yeah, he's you got a plant saying? at least it, there, maybe it's a fake plant no, no but he's i'm just using this example i'm yeah, sure no, brandon, i know what you're saying it could be we yeah. could we could flip it and it's like you living with know. your boy yeah. until you, you like until you're there yeah 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 and i think that's that's people it. say don't don't like move in with your best friends or anything like that so it's a good analogy Okay, hey, let's take a quick break and talk about our friends at DraftKings. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially over the summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom, feel the heat of the season, especially down in Arizona, like we never have before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's right, man, a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. You can bet on Summer League. There's a ton of summer league games over the next week through July 17. You can start betting on baseball. You can bet on futures. You can bet on whether you think the Suns are going to win the championship with or without a KD trade. A lot of options out there. Get on DraftKings Sportsbook right now and get your best odds. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. That's promo code TBPN. PN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, uh, let's move on. Now I want to talk about the, the, the league as a whole. So first, I, I have an overall question for you, Trey. Um, mm -hmm. You know some of these guys personally. Um, off the court, I know I'm not going to ask you to share things that you might know off the court and all that, but to help me understand the ch the overall change in the superstar mentality. So a few years ago, stars were using their expiring contracts as as tools to mm -hmm. get to the team they wanted to go. Right? They were waiting right. toward the end of their contract. They were signing one and ones, two and ones, all that. A few years ago max money, two-and-ones, one-and-ones, so that they could pick their team or force their current team to make the changes they wanted to, you know, to be championship level. Now they've all decided 
I'm going to sign the longest term contract I can and then force my way out. Mm-hmm. Like the whole Bradley Beal thing saying, hell yeah, I want to sign for $248 million. That doesn't mean he's committing to the Wizards for five years. It just means he's committed to the contract, right? I mean, tell me, mm-hmm. how did that shift? Like, how did that overall, how did that happen, do you think? Well, I think it's I think it's a miscommunication between front office and player because the commitment, you know, I mean, we watched it with Book where we used to be like, does book remember when it came out? You remember this day when they were like, "Is book want to go to New York?" You know what I mean? And we we're like, "What? Why would he want to do?" They just yeah, signed right. a deal. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's the promise of, "Hey, we're going to fix things. We're going to bring a coach in here. We're going to bring players in here." It's that promise when you're committing long term. Like, don't worry, these are the dog days. They're going to be long gone in a year or two. Just trust us. And I think players buy into that, but also understand like, I'm going to be filthy rich. But then now right. you get the pressure. You get the pressure from the from the fans because when you live in a city, you know you get to you get to hear it every day. You get to feel it. Your family members get to feel it. Like, oh, you're he's not playing well. You know what I mean? Because now it's like y'all need to pick it up. We paying y'all all this money, and then those contracts don't age well. Where the guy's finally turning thirty, and you look like he's he's washed up or thrown out. You know what I mean? And we need a new toy you know, in this situation. So I think it's a, a miscommunication with the front office and, and um, the player, you know, like you paid me this much. I can't control what my body and my game does as I age. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So signing a player at 27 sounds amazing until you're paying 40 million a year at 32. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just what it that's what it boils down to. Like we're paying for a thirty-two year old point guard who can't shoot anymore and he can't defend, and it's like you were loving it at twenty-seven, right? You know, so I think that's the harsh reality of how these things are aging. And like players understand now how they're looking at the older players who are analysts now as examples where they played their heart out, they stayed loyal, they did all these things and never seen that type of money. Mm. And now it's like, you can be a role player and make as much as any player has made in their career. And don't be, you know, the 10 year plus this. You Sooner or later, we're going to start seeing $300, $300 million deals and fans are even going to lose it even more because it's going to be like, we're paying this dude 60 a year, 50 a right. year. You know, and it's we're not making the playoffs or we're barely getting out the first round. And it's just like this comes with it because sooner or later, who's going to you remember when um the Suns were trying to sign Tyson Chandler and LaMarcus Aldridge? Like, this is yeah. a big deal. It was a big deal. Like, yo, we could get LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm-hmm. How crazy that, that sounds in 2022 now. We had a billboard up in downtown Phoenix of Aldridge. Like that's how, that's how <laughs> like, like that's 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 how crazy it was at one particular time. Now yeah. it's an attractive place because you drafted well, but you yeah. gotta hope that these players want to be there. So that's why you have to pay these ridiculous uh, contracts to to have a real piece when you're when you're pitching. Hey, we got Devin Booker. You see, yeah. hey, he got in. Damian Lillard got hurt. You remember that? And he yep. got in as All Star. And he's like, I'm an all-star? All right, cool. Maybe you make it this time without somebody getting hurt. Mm-hmm. You know? Took him three, t- down, it took him three took more, him. two more years after that to get mm-hmm. in without somebody getting hurt. Then that, all of a sudden, he's first team all-NBA. It's like, 
you, all you need is the door to be open a little bit. A and then you've got to take it, and then you get the money, and then you figure out what team you're playing for. Um, uh, Landon Alverson says in the chat, uh, players got to honor their contracts, though. That's No, they're honoring the contract. What they're not honoring is the team if the team doesn't hold up their, their end of the bargain. I got something for that. Go so, ahead. Fans hate it, right? But if you – my job sent me to New York. I love Phoenix. I love how cheap it is. I love <laughs> but probably New York's just a little it, bit it more It ain't expensive. as cheap as it, it used to be, but yeah. it was affordable and nice and the good weather all mm-hmm. the time. But I can't be like, hmm, can I choose where I want to live? We don't look at it in that perspective that it's still a job. Why can't I not? Why do I have to honor this? Like I, The thing is about the honor part, right? And you think about five years. It's a long time to be committing your life to one place. Because mm-hmm. anything can happen in five years. You could have a kid, you could build a family, your kid's been there. And then sometimes, why isn't it? Fans don't look at the two sides of it. Hey, I loved it here and I got traded to a city right. I don't love. <laughs> right. So, so now why can't I in year two say, hey, I'm I'm really just not, I'm not feeling this. You know, mm-hmm. like let's work out something where you're compensated as well, but you like make sure that I'm taken care of. Yeah. That's why you get a DeJounte Murray to Atlanta. Cause we don't want to put you through this rebuild. You've right. been great to us. We're just going to send that you is to a place rare, where you can actually right? compete. That's it's rare. Very rare. That a team it's very rare. Put you somewhere good uh, before you have to demand it. Generally teams mm-hmm. just, you know what? I have this guy in a contract. I'll trade him tomorrow if I want to, or I'll keep him for four years if I want to. Why is it that the player doesn't have that any kind of control over it? And that's so, why Adam Silver and you shouldn't supported have to go to free agency to get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think this. This. Think about this. This was James Harden's first free agency in his entire career. Wow. Wow. In his entire career, and he waited until he was eighty-two to get there. But that's what I'm saying. Like he never had that option because he was extending, 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 yeah. extending, extending, and he just wanted. He could have signed that deal, but he was like, I just want to experience it. I want to feel wanted. Who wants yeah. me? Even though he's coming yeah. off like a not good statistical year, it was just like the idea that someone's going to come meet me and, you know, lay it all out. Even though we all knew that he was going to go back to the Sixers, he just wanted to experience it. No other team called. No one, you know what I mean? But just the yeah. idea of like, hey, I have the freedom to go wherever I want. Not being traded to uh houston not being traded to brooklyn not being traded to philly fans never think about that part of like right i don't really get a chance to actually pick where i want to go yeah like the trading process is like hey we got these teams this is the package we got 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 which team would you want to go to okay i'm not going there i'm not going there I'll consider this and I'll consider this. Okay, well, such and such has the best offer. All right, I'm letting you know. I'm going to let your agent know that's where you're going. Now, hey, Woj, hey, Shams, hey, Team PR, let's, you know, now let's let's roll it out. We've accepted the terms, da-da-da-da. That's how it goes. You meet with front office. You say, I'm unhappy here, but this is this, this is this. And they work it out. It's not like sitting to the north wall and he, you know, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. The only person I can honestly think about that is Kawhi Leonard, just because it was so much bad blood and it worked out for the Raptors. 
it worked out pretty darn well for everybody. You know, it worked out Spurs. for him because yeah. he was like, all right, cool. I want him a ring. I didn't really want to go here, but I'm going to play. We win a ring, and now I get to choose in free agency where I actually want to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know. Um, I don't hey, want to hear that so, stuff. <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about Kevin Durant a little bit. <clears throat> and again, it, obviously, you can't you can't share too much. But uh, w- tell me what the mood is around Kevin Durant these days. Has he talked much about it? I've, I've heard that he's shut off a lot of people in his circle and all. He doesn't want to talk about things. Do you think? And you mentioned it earlier, so I want to expand on it a little bit. How how strong do you think his conviction is to leave the Nets? I wish I could answer. I. I'm one of those that shut out. Like, I, I talk to this dude every day. We don't talk about that at all. I mean, it's not about a happiness. It's not about not happy. Dude's happy. Just living his life, enjoying the offseason, working on his game, getting ready for wherever he may be. Um, and I think he's a professional, and he understands how this business works. I mean, Jerry West said it the other day, like, about you can't trade him. There's no real price to put on him. Mm-hmm. And fans could he'll turn all they want and say, "Oh, he's getting older, and he can do this." He is still, still, if not one, number two player in this league. In the league. In yeah. the league, mm-hmm. he he was four games away from winning the scoring title. Yeah, like yeah. you can't you can't just. Talk I think he had a career him. high in either assists or rebounds. I can't remember, but yeah, he he was he was his best self this year. Yeah, but it's an easy it's an easy target because he actually responds. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. why I think that people are so vocal about him yeah. instead of the love. Like the same thing with LeBron. Like I think LeBron is one of the, if like if not none one of the best because I have my days right. I look at perfection. I feel like Michael Jordan per, was the closest thing to perfection in my mm-hmm. eyes, right? But then at the end of the day, you look at the talent level, the speed, and everything that's going on, you have to consider LeBron to be at the, to have a seat at the table. I'm not saying that he's the best, but he has to belong at the table. Kevin Durant has to belong at the table because these are demigods basically walking around here. You know what I mean? Like, we got yeah. the kid from France that's coming next year, that's seven two, a 7-2 shooting guard, you know? And we haven't seen anything skilled that like that before. That's yeah. a whole different thing. I mean, we were seeing Ben Simmons at 16 handling the ball, but now this kid is 7-2. Yeah. Making the defensive player of the year look silly. And Rudy that's, Gobert. That's so, you know, so yeah. these things with Kevin Durant, it's like Jerry West is right. There's no real price for him. Oh, he's turning 34 or he's getting older. He can shoot. That's one yeah. thing that's going to always keep him if he want to do this for and that's the thing. He's a young OG. This league, the thing about the NBA, you're not forced out like that. We're going to be faced. Think about it. Trevor Reza's year 18. That sounds crazy <laughs> to me. And he hasn't played well in a while. But I'm but just saying the, the, the idea league, yeah. that you can yeah. get to a year 18 yeah. as a Trevor yeah. Reza and Kevin Durant is year 16 at 34 years old. He's been doing it for a very long time, consistently and dominantly. LeBron James has been doing it for a very long time. We're the same age. I'm 37. He's 37, and he's in year 20. Like, think about that when you think about the commitment to one sport. 
And to say like to question and like to become slanderers, I think we made it too. Nah, because I don't want to be a fun police. I want fans to still be slanderous if you don't, if they're in your conference. I think that's more of a legit slander because it's like, ah, boo that dude. And I respect the boos. But like if you're outside and you're just trolling and you just want to say that dude's not good, it's like, come on, man. Like, we're, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. So their axing price is too high. I think it's priced out. Maybe in another year or two, they can consider and, you know, I think it's more of a realistic like, hey, we'll 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 take a shot. But I still I still think right now with four years left, I know I want more than you know. If Donovan Mitchell is supposed to get, you know, he's in the talks of yeah. six picks, six first round picks for Donovan Mitchell. That's crazy. Not, and he's not an All NBA guy yet. Right. How we, do you? Hey, how do you feel about on that back. on that topic? How do you? feel about um all of a sudden uh teams are trading all their first round picks for established guys like james jones for example the gm of the suns has been kind of turned off from the draft for years because he'd rather get guys who are already proven in the nba even if they're young old whatever and win games and the suns have won more games than just about anybody in the last couple of years um how do you feel about the devaluation of the first round picks by some of these teams well, I mean, no knock to the, the college talent and the young guys coming out. Some of, it's just like you got to throw them through school. It's so hard. It's so hard to be to be patient because it's such a – what I've been seeing in the past three weeks is championship of bust from teams that are mm-hmm. ain't even won nothing, and they're saying, this is the year. I've seen the Timberwolves say it. I've seen the Bulls say it. I love the Bulls, but – It's only a few teams. I think the Suns could say that because they've been to the finals. You can't really say championship or bust unless you've scratched the surface. Right. The Nuggets can't say the Nuggets are the Nuggets can't leapfrog the Suns and say, hey, championship or bust. You got to get there. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's fair. I think it's just a cliche term to throw out to get your fans excited and sell tickets. But like Mm -hmm. you're not there. And if you quit, if the front office quit on that group. That's on the front office because one player could really, when the Blazers went, they probably would have, when the Blazers went to the Western Conference Finals, they probably would have went to the finals the next season if they don't let a guy like Mo Harkless goes. Like, you can't quit on certain players. Yeah. The small little things. Think about Dario Sarge playing. He's not mm-hmm. like an all-star, but he's important to the nucleus of how this thing works. Well, they made the finals with Dario Sarge playing you know, his role pretty well, even if, even when he wasn't, he was doing well, even when he wasn't doing well, you know what I mean? When I say that, I think, and he was doing his role and then he gets hurt. And all of a sudden they had nothing behind him this past year. They got other depth, but coming back with Dario this coming year, I think that's really important. And people are mm-hmm. overlooking. We have a question in the chat uh, from Ted Lubin. What's KD like in the locker room? And I'll extend that to real life, regular life. Because he's super awkward with the media is the question. What's KD like? He's loved. He's he's one of the guys. He's you. He's you. He's you, basically. You know what I mean? Like, who doesn't like being around Dave? Like, at the end of the day. <laughs> not, but, Nobody. But, but, but I'm just saying, like, again, when you're a superstar, when you're a celebrity, it's like, I wonder, right? Yeah. But when you're with us, he's just one of the guys. 
And I think that's the hard thing for fans to grasp too, because it's like, how? You know? Yeah. And it's right. it's kind of hard because that person wants to grasp normalcy as much as possible. But life just doesn't allow it. You know what I mean? It's you're larger than life. It's so many players that have gravity, could never do anything. You can't go to the grocery store. Yeah. You can't go to a movie. You know what I mean? Like these things aren't realistic anymore. But he's just one of the dudes. And I think in the locker room, I think he, you know, I mean, everybody's seen clips of him supportive of the rookies. He knows every player from the 12th guy to the guy coming up in the G League. He's a basketball junkie. Watched women basketball, high school basketball, AAU basketball. Davis Katie is going to be a – that should be a great shirt. <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, but I think that how it's it, – how it how everything, how media has turned in general, right? Our access has been cut. I'm not sure. I haven't been in Phoenix in, a, in like maybe two years as far as from the media side. Mm -hmm. But – you know, you've been with me where I've pulled guys to the side. Like, look, I know y'all about to do this, and I'm going to talk to you how I talk to you. And we're going to go Like do a real this, person. Like a regular person. And there, people yeah. are like, yo, I've been trying to talk to him for Not like just six weeks. Yeah, and he cut exactly. me out. And I'm like, because I'm like really this dude friend, and I don't want anything. I think with how COVID bubble, certain restrictions, us losing locker room access and only press conference rooms has – dampered a lot of relationships so it's not awkward but the players now have a power of controlling the narrative of how things you know how we would just get booked for like 20 extra minutes if we yeah. need it you know and yeah, you don't get that anymore. anymore that's that's out it's out you hey julie hey all those see. hallway things are out yeah. all that's out and it's it's different because now they don't have to pan it's, it, they understand we are the kingmakers, right we say good things about you, or we're going to say bad things about you. And that could follow you for the rest of your career. Now, you can't, this, 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 is not a, you know, this is not a business of friends. This is a business of, you know, uh, transaction. Yeah. You know? Hey, my yeah. editor's like, I need a story. I need a juicy one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and these are the things that happen. And, like, when you don't have that personal relationship now that it's cut off where a guy used to talk to you all the time and didn't mind talking to you, it's like, I don't have to explain this, you know? Yeah. And I think the question sometimes, I think, I forgot who hit on it, but I would love, you know, if you aren't, if you're not a former player or you haven't played basketball or you're not watching the game how everybody else watches the game sometimes, I would mm -hmm. love for media to actually learn the game. Yeah. Knowing what we sex really they called and things of that nature, right. because now the questions get more advanced. The questions are more aligned with the player. You know, I think it's, you know, like it, it hits like, oh, we went on that pin down. You, you, you know, you, you look this way. You used to see me pull a book to the side like, hey, you know, you, why'd you head fake on that? You lost a half a second off yeah, that yeah. head fake. <laughs> yeah. And then and Dave's looking at me crazy. Like, you, you're telling Devin Booker why yeah. he shot that. Like, and I'm like, Dude, it's the respect of the game, and now you have yeah. that connection. It's like I'm not lost on the end. Hey, man, I still remember you uh, in the in the Al McCoy media room. Uh, like I was, I think it was halftime or something like that. We were talking about basketball a little bit, and you showed me how all these guys, these guards, they, when they're driving, mm -hmm. they grab the defensive player's wrist or arm to control mm -hmm. them to get around them, and then they also fake the contact so that they mm -hmm. get the call in their favor. And I'm just ever since, you know, things like that, little things like that, because I haven't been at playing at that level, obviously. 
And it's like, oh my God, that happens every single time. All these things, all these little things happen all the time. And the players appreciate it when somebody who's asking them questions actually picks up on those kinds of things. Um, we've got a couple of guys in media here that ask some, some really good questions uh, these days. And, and guys like Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson are really good at answering like real people. It's been mm-hmm. fun being in media here the last couple of years because guys will actually answer questions. DA has no filter. He'll just tell you what he's thinking. He doesn't have any coach speak or, I mean, uh, you know, player speak or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But Devin Booker, I want to ask you a question about Devin Booker. Um, Chris Paul says that the main reason he wanted to come to Phoenix was to play with Devin Booker. This is a Devin Booker who had to wait for injury replacements to get on the all-star team, right? Up until then. And then now Kevin Durant as strong or weak as you, as you, as, as his trade request may be, has said that he wants to play with Devin Booker. What is it about Devin Booker that these great players want to play with? What is it about him? Do you know? I mean, book is just book, man. I mean, I'm really extremely happy that everybody got to see what we got to see at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You see his preparation. We've known it the whole time. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. But it's just, again, good or bad, he doesn't break the mode. He doesn't break the work. Duck walks. The fine detail of shooting. Certain things. You know, I, you know, I used to be screaming, shoot the deep ball, book. You, you, that would be the next thing that yeah. you need to add to your game. The explosiveness, the professionalism. He's always had it. He's always had it. But the thing is, it's just more so um, to a standpoint of, you know, being well-respected on the yeah. outside looking in. People, you, I mean, you play these pickup games and you see, and you know who has real game, but they're just, they don't have the support. They don't have the team to lift them up. You know what I mean? Mm. And over those couple years, the first couple years, he was forced to be a leader. That's not his strength. Chris Paul right. alleviates him for that. And now he's the leader in the locker room. Book doesn't have to talk. Book, not, Monty challenges him to play defense mm-hmm. and to do what he does best to lead this team in scoring. Yeah. Yeah, he's real quiet. He's uh, Somebody asked him once, uh, and Monty Williams, they asked, do you think Book will ever be a coach in the NBA? And oh, they both just laughed that. it off so hard just because, uh, no, because he, the – um, all the players who don't follow the little details and do the little things piss him off so much. He has no patience, <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. Um, Chris Paul, I see as a future head coach in the, in the NBA for sure. Maybe even like a, like a um, Jason Kidd immediately after retirement, he gets a job. <laughs> I can see that. He's that alpha. Um, okay. Brandon, I've been talking over you this entire time. I apologize for running you off. Um, <laughs> talking over you. Do you have questions? on on the league kd uh book da anything like that for trey no no, it's been good stuff uh pretty much covered everything i was like i'm probably in the minority here but i i don't know where everyone stands on this but the whole kd interacting on social media thing i love it's something i feel like it's just more authentic than like the whole pr stunts behind like every you know player that it's just it's authentic and real um as you were talking about earlier. So I think it's just, uh, you know, Durant's personality is just something that fans aren't used to. So it just throws them off a little bit, I think. Um, but yeah, I think some, someone like him and Book would get along great just because of that Olympic run, you see how they played off each other. Um, you know, Olympic Book is like 
the perfect role player, which is like funny to say because he's always been like that guy. But seeing him thrive in a role like a lesser role, doing the little things like playing defense, uh, rebounding, diving for loose balls. Uh, I think Durant saw that and just winning a gold medal together. Like that's kind of where I think that that relationship took off. So um, I would love to see them play together. I don't know if it's going to happen this offseason or when Aiden's eligible to be traded or whenever, but that's that's a duo that um, I think a lot of Suns fans would love to see. So uh, just what are your thoughts on that potential duo down the road? Uh, like you mentioned, I mean, I think Team USA is the, the, the level. When players come back from camps or get, getting a chance mm-hmm. to compete for a gold medal, they come back with a new focus. Zach Levine could be another example yeah. where you learn how to win basketball games. You understand the sacrifice of what you really need to do. Everybody can score on that team. Everybody on that team can average 20 points per game. What is your part? I think the best example was Kobe Bryant tagged along with Dwayne Wade, LeBron, LeBron James, and these players, and he chose to guard the best player because he wanted to improve his defense. You know, And those are the things that when you go into Team USA basketball, how can you improve? The first time when Monty got hired, three things that he told Book was like, trust me, buy in, and I'll make sure that you become an all-star. Well, it all happened. He right. doesn't buy in. We don't have uh, Aaron Baines by listening. We don't have guys like, uh, at the particular time, DeAndre Aiden listening. You have right. to have your maiden guy buy in for everybody to get in line. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yep. Yeah, here's a here's a uh, a thing also about book that I, I think is maybe underappreciated. Uh, for one thing, <clears throat> I think the reason great players want to play with book is because they know book isn't going to take anything from them. Book's going to help mm-hmm. them succeed and do the best they can. Book actually, I, I'm I'm pretty sure, not 100, percent but I'm pretty sure he had a career low number of touches these last two years. Uh, per game, but he makes the most of them and he doesn't get in, get in Chris Paul's way. He doesn't make the game about him and great play. And everything is about winning. Like you said, like Kobe Bryant, when he got on the Olympic team, he was like, okay, fine. I'll just play defense. I'll take the other team's best player. Even though Kobe could have led the, led the Olympics in scoring Devin Booker, even that one, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was, a not the best Olympics year when, when book and, and, and uh, Kevin Durant played, but Book decided to play right after coming off the finals, decided to play a small role where he was just defending and playing. He played the second most minutes, I think, on the team behind behind KD and yet barely scored and didn't care that he wasn't scoring. He just wanted that gold medal. That's what I think guys love about playing with Devin Booker is that he's willing to do what it takes and never complain and never say, I need more shots and never say he just makes the most of every opportunity. And, and they love that. It took him back to UK. Yeah, you know, right. That's One it. year of the UK, UK. Yep. That's that's where it is. He came off the bench. You have to think mm-hmm. about this. A lot of people forget and just think that oh, it was just handed or you know he was doing this, that, and the third. Nah, I mean, he knows how to play basketball. He's a very smart basketball player. He knows how to approach the game, and I think he's going to continue to make All Star teams because he's learning how to be effective and be the best player on the court without taking shots. Whether it's you know, drawing the attention and finding an open teammate instead of taking the early. Because you look at early book, 70 points, the, you know, look offs, yep. taking questionable shots that wasn't there. Now he's actually trying to defend. You don't never hear, oh, Devin Booker's a poor defender. 
It's effort yeah. there. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And he understands what it takes to win. And it, the proof's in the pudding. They've had yeah. like two of the, you know, top five records in the league in the past consecutive seasons. Mm -hmm. And it all started from buying mm -hmm. in in the bubble. You know, they got yeah. closer. Monty brought guys. That's another thing, too. Monty's bringing in guys that, as an assistant coach, he believed in them. Mm -hmm. Campaign. Like, campaign was left for dead. Yeah. And if Suns fans looking like, mm, he's bringing in campaign. campaign Monty had knows, Cam for a year. But he also knows how to get the best out of Cam. Mm -hmm. And when you got somebody that believes in you, you know, whether right. I make a mistake or not, I'm going to play my heart out for you. Landry yeah. Shamit, another yeah, I guy. I was going to say Landry, yeah. These are, I mean, when you think about guys that they brought in, they're questionable at the time, you know, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they fit. And it's similar. Yeah. And all Monty does is take every place that he's coached under and put it all into one, whether it's Philly, yeah. San Antonio, uh, New Orleans. And now, you know, you think about it, when he had Willie. You know, yep. we had Chris Paul. These are people who are a part of his system. This is the multiverse of Monty Williams. Mm -hmm. And now it's just. Oh, I love that. The you know multiverse I mean? of Monty. Yeah. Hey, man, give me my credit on the headline. Hey, Ooh, I will. That's awesome. <laughs> but but it's but it's real. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You see the success go down the line and why the Suns are having that success because they know what type of players. Everybody can't play for the Spurs. Right. You have to be a certain caliber of guy to be there. <clears throat> right. And if you don't buy in, you're you're shipped out. Those guys are the ultimate egoless. Like, oh, Suns fans used to just hate the Spurs for winning and losing reasons. But um, after the Suns became less of a contender, um, and I just started watching the Spurs for actually being a basketball team, that is the standard you you dream of of having. Tim Duncan never made it about him. You know, Tony Parker oh. never made it about him. If he's a first uh, option on another team, 30 a game. Right. But he never cared shattered. about that. The he stats just would be shattered. Yeah. If he goes to Orlando yeah. in 2000, right. what? He's averaging 33. But by then he knew that he was better off being with the Spurs than going it's to Orlando. It's empty basketball, It's not man. about leading. It's empty yeah. basketball, yeah. Right. I think he's the most underrated player of all time, honestly. It, it pains me to say it as a Suns fan because we used to be yeah, tormented by him. But, <laughs> like, in the all-time list, he, he needs to be higher. Like, I just think what he did was incredible for that long. But, but Brandon, that's the respect you have for him. Yeah. I yeah. think I think, I think, I think, as a fan and people that are have been in your way, like, when you boo a player, that's a boo is out of respect. It ain't, it ain't hate. It's out of respect. It's just like – Hey, I want this dude to play the worst game because he normally averages 25 against us. But yeah. it's a it's a sign of respect. I don't say, uh, because mm. if you take away booze, then you take away the passion of the game. I'm not saying that, but I just think sometimes we confuse the the passion and and, and trolling. You know, because some yeah. people are just like, oh, he's a bum. And it's like, nah, he's not a bum. He's just giving your team the fits and y'all tired of him, you know? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because like right, Utah, man, let's, Utah let's, was y'all Spurs, right? In the past that? couple of years, Utah has been y'all Spurs, right? Where y'all have kind of like tussled with since the Spurs. Have been oh, yeah, but, down the, but the Suns could beat Utah. So it That's wasn't true. really That's the true. same. It's the team you can't beat. Who's the team? Well, Golden State is kind of our Spurs now. 
Uh, it's tough to beat Golden State when it matters. Um, okay, let's transition into a true-false section. Now, this is just making predictions, hot takes. Uh, give your give your thoughts behind your answer. But otherwise, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna delve too deep into these. This is just if it happens, it happens. So first, true-false, and we'll start with Brandon. Brandon, um, true-false. Donovan Mitchell is gonna end up with the Knicks for six plus draft picks and and players. Uh, I'll go true. I think so. I think the Knicks are a little desperate right now to, to make a splash after regressing from that breakout season. Uh, so I think their fans are a little impatient and they're going to take a swing and th- the Jazz are just trying to acquire an Oklahoma City Thunder amount of picks. So uh, I, I could see them pulling that trigger eventually. What do you think, Trey? Uh, no legs. False. No legs. No legs. Unrealistic acts. Because they're wanting too many picks and the, yeah. and the Knicks are not going to want to give that up. I mean, Minnesota kind of ruined it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that, that, that trade. I that just ruined right everything. Now. That set the bar a little too high. Yeah, Minnesota it, 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 it put it too high. But that's, but that's Danny Ainge. That's Danny Ainge, man. You got to give credit yeah. to Danny Ainge. He's, he's, I'm, give, it, give it three, four years. Utah's going to be like the Boston Celtics again. Yeah. You think so? Yes, yes. That's well, why he's doing a the, whole. He's doing a get whole the right picks. They're doing a whole cultural reset on purpose. Right. Well, the, the thing is exactly when they hired Will Will Hardy, I think is his name, Will Hardy to be their head coach at 34 years old. You knew the entire rebuild was about to start. So I think Donovan Mitchell does end up leaving this summer. But I'm going to go with you, Trey, and I'm going to say there's no legs on the Knicks thing because right now they don't want they want too many picks. Maybe. If it drags into training camp, maybe that ends up happening then. But I think it's gonna I think it's gonna end up being something a lot more convoluted. He may end up being included in a big three, four way deal um that, that includes the Nets too. So we'll we'll see. Um I think there's more legs on that than there is uh going I think if it was good, if he was gonna go to the Knicks, it would have happened by now. That's that's my thoughts. Okay, next true false, and we'll start with Trey this time. Ben Simmons starts next year on the Nets. True. On the court. True. Oh, wow. Okay. It'll be the first time he's played since passing up the uh, layup. So, Ben Simmons, you think he's going to start next year on the Nets? Do you think he's a good mix with Kevin Durant, um, assuming they don't end up making that change? Yes. 16 point guard. Um, still very effective on defense. First team all defense. First of all, yeah. I think I just I think like trolling and off the court things have distracted and made people forget how good Ben Simmons is. Um, he brings so much other things to the table, and when you're playing with a talent like Kyrie Irving or uh, Kevin Durant, <laughs> come on, man, <laughs> they definitely could be in contention of winning a title. Like we're we're, we're not going to do this. Yeah. Hey, speaking of real, I'm just going to do a quick aside before I ask Brandon to answer that one. Um, DeJunte Murray gets traded to the Hawks. Mm -hmm. DeJunte Murray is another kind of like that kind of Ben Simmons where he does everything, but he doesn't need to score. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that's a good fit with Trey Young? Or do you think that's, you know, how do you think that fit's going to be with Trey Young? I think DeJunte Murray (laughs) is, yeah, tongue twister. Um, I think he is coachable. 
coming from the Spurs, I think you can put him anywhere. I think that it's going to be very exhausting trying to relieve sometimes the defensive abilities to to pick up a certain guy or guard the best player, and they'll ask of him certain things. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to take Trey off the ball and run him as like a smaller two, um, but would be good, kind of how Golden State does with Steph, where Draymond brings the ball up and then you kind of run right. him off a couple, you know, a couple actions and things of that 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 way. But um, I think they can. I think they can coexist in the East. I don't. I don't think they win. You know, to get pretty far, but I think that they, uh, you know, that it can work out. Okay, uh, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. So first, does Ben Ben Simmons start the year on the Nets? Yeah, I agree. I'll go true on this one. Um, I just don't think it makes a ton of sense to to trade him while his value is low. And I think there's still a lot, a lot up there a lot with his passing, his defense. And yeah, I'm going to go true. And what do you think since we talked about it, what do you think of the Murray Trey young combo? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's going to take some time for them to figure out that sweet spot. Like we saw, you know, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, for example, it took them a little bit of time to gel, but I think once they figure out, you know, how to play off each other uh, and click that it could be really dynamic duo that uh it's just going to take some some growing pains i think early in the season but what but once they click i think that's going to be a, a fun duo to watch uh, i don't know if they're i want to put them in title contention just because i think they have a lot of defensive issues to to worry about and uh some size that mm-hmm. you know if capella could stay healthy then you know that's i think that's the key he's kind of their x factor but, but yeah i like the duo i think it's it's a good swing from the hawks considering their position they're in um but yeah, that should be a fun league pass team for sure. Coach Fallen Founder has a has a great question in the chat. Who's the better duo next year, Murray and Dejounte uh, Dejounte Murray and Trey Young, or Cat and Rudy Gobert? Who's the better duo? Like who fits better on the court next to each other? Trey, what do you think? I'm gonna go Cat Gobert. Um, I think that Cat gets to play a little bit of power forward and spread the floor. Um, He's got high praise, you know, from his outside game. Um, and I think that creates a little bit more, and we get to see a little bit more of Cat. I think Cat's just not likable. Both of them aren't likable. That's the funny thing yes. about it, being paired <laughs> together um, personal-wise. But basketball, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be kind of not as flooded as people think as, as far as spacing. Um, but I do like a spread floor Cat, you know, being able to have that – that island work of 20, 20 and in or 20 and out, you know, being yeah, able to shoot three, yeah. you know, in, in that space. And then also go bear on the defensive end. They needed defense so badly that they mm-hmm. patched these things up. So um, definitely one of those things that, that work in their favor, you know what I mean? And Anthony Edwards is Anthony Edwards. I think he takes another lead too. Has anyone made a worse commercial than Cat? with that 2K commercial where he gets beaten really mm. bad by a dude who doesn't know how to play basketball. He's like, oh, that's so hard. I understand the concept behind the commercial, but has anyone else made himself look worse? <laughs> that's uh, yes, yes. Um, I didn't really love the Zach Levine Mountain Dew. No, that's um, terrible, too. That's, I did, yeah. <laughs> that's annoying. Oh, Paul George Gatorade. Uh, that's number one. The game-winning shot. He doesn't make them in real life. <laughs> oh. <Yeah>, true. <laughs> I love Paul George. I think Paul George gets disrespected as well. But 
that was that wasn't like a real scenario like you know, <laughs> obviously he, he, he knocks down a game winner and then he drinks the gatorade like i'm like who thinks it is like this is it's almost it. as bad as I'm going to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these, these marketing teams need to step up, man. Some of these, I don't know what's going on. They're bad. All right, let's go. Next, true, false. Uh, we'll buzz through these. Sorry to keep everyone over. I appreciate your time, Trey. Um, Kyrie Irving goes to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook, which means Westbrook may end up playing with Kevin Durant in, in Brooklyn. What do you think of that? It's on me? Trey. Yeah, it's on me. False. Where do you think Kyrie Irving plays next year? Brooklyn. Oh, yeah? You think it's all staying together, huh? Yes. Zona, the what accent, do you think? Again, okay. the axing price is too high. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, you're not going to take Russ West for that. I'll tell you that. No one's going to trade. No, like The Nets are not going to take back Russell Westbrook for Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's in it for Brooklyn at that point? I, I agree. I'm going to go false. Um you know, I think maybe if there's like a crazy four or five team trade, I could see like some separate assets interesting Brooklyn to where they're like, all right, we can we can flip him if he really wants out. But I just don't see why Brooklyn would take on Westbrook for, uh, you know, a downgrade without getting a significant return. All right. Final one. We'll jump to the final one because we are running late here. Um, final true false. If the Suns acquire Durant. Let's assume, let's just for the moment assume they uh, they trade him for Mikel, Cam Johnson, and as far as their own team, I don't know how many teams are involved in this, but as far as leaving the Suns, Mikel and Cam are gone. Do the Suns win the West, adding Durant to Book and Aiden and Chris Paul, and then whatever's left over of their rotation? Zona, you start. I think so. I mean, I think that's the goal. You had a someone like Durant when get to pair him with Booker and Aiden and, and CP, then uh, you're right up there with Golden State. Um, the Clippers, obviously, if they can get healthy, they're still right there. And, uh, you know, the West is getting better, so there's no guarantees at all. But I think if you have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre, uh, you've got as good a shot as anyone. So I'm going to go true. Trey, what do you think? I have to agree with Brandon. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You think if they get Durant, so they're kind of top-heavy, that's what would happen. They'd end up top-heavy instead of the deepest team in the league. They'd be probably the best four-man group in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, you think that takes them to the – because I think in the playoffs, your best players are the ones who get you to the finals, not your depth. Yeah, no. Plays get out, get thrown out. All that stuff gets thrown out at the end of the day. Yeah. It's who who can get it done, who, who needs it, who wants it. You know, and, I mean, we've seen it with Curry. You know, at the end of the day, he stepped up despite how Boston, Boston played the best yeah. possible game they could play. And he still did it. <laughs> and he still did it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like those ta- those certain talents, when they're put in those positions, they, they they just take it over. Like, all right, let me quit playing. Yeah. Let's lock in. And that, that, that that's what wins it. I was watching uh, Bulls Utah where he rips Malone. And then he, they're down one. And he has to create this shot. And then, you know, it's the push, obviously. But just – being 85, 86 with that pressure, mm-hmm. you know, like think about it in 2022, a player, think about like a, a Chris Paul ripping somebody or LeBron ripping somebody or Durant ripping somebody and then having to come down and score. You just yeah. made a defensive play and then now no timeout, 
I'm trusting you, you just, to win this game. It's yeah, very rare. It's very rare that a player just goes into it and wins the game. And I think Michael Jordan does not get credit for enough yeah. credit for being a straight serial killer. A serial killer behavior. Yeah. It's just it, it was. It was just you cannot make that up. Blooded. No, no player has ever been that cold blooded. Like it keeps playing in my head. Malone loses the ball. He gets the ball. The clock is rolling down. Phil Jackson, there's no looking to the side. What should I do? Mm-hmm. It is one point game. Mike misses it. We get a different type of story. Well, fun uh, Suns fans will tell you 93 finals, mm-hmm. game six. Suns had the lead. And uh, with seconds left, Jordan gets the ball open, open court, never looks to the sidelines, just drives into the teeth of defense, kicks it out to Paxson for that win. That's just cold blooded right there. Um, okay. So final round, first of all, uh, tell us where we can find you, Trey, and then give us your one crazy bold prediction. You think it'll happen between now and opening night that we haven't talked about yet. If you have one for uh, first, tell us where to find you. And then, then um, tell us something we don't know. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Trevon, uh, as below listed, um, at Trevon Edwards um, on Instagram, uh, the Athletic Podcast with the, you know, what's the mm-hmm. Athletic New York Times now. And then uh, right. you also can find me on Spotify. I have a show called Overthinking It. Um, it's not all sports, so it's like a lot of things. And then uh, my bold prediction would be that the Orlando Magic make the play-in. Oh, I like Chet Holmgren carrying the team to I'm, the play I'm, Well, no, that's uh, he's, Paolo. He's on OKC. Oh, Chet, Paolo. Paolo. Yeah. Sorry about Paolo. that. Chet went to the, the Thunder. Oh, my God. Paolo, the yeah. The skinniest team in the league. Yeah, I, borrowed that right, take, I borrowed that take from a friend, but um, I'm so – I like it. I like, yeah, I like, they, I like they got it. got an awesome core over there, but they're going to be mm-hmm. very good. All right, what about you, Brandon? Tell us where we can find you and then make your hot take. All right, uh, you can find me at Zona Hoops underscore on Twitter, uh, brightsideofthesun.com, zonahoops.com. Um, I like the magic pick, so I'll kind of stay on that like train of thought, and I'll say uh, the Sacramento Kings are going to surprise some people and get that, that last playing spot in the West. The Kings? The Kings. Mark my the words. The Kings. Yes. Not – you know what I read this week that just blew my mind? And, of course, I saw it on Twitter, so I didn't verify it, but it's gold because it was on Twitter. No one ever says anything wrong on Twitter. Um, not one active NBA player has ever played the Kings in the playoffs. I saw that. Yeah. That's, that's hey, You wanted a bold, crazy take. There it is. That's I think they're, they're going to break the, the drought. They'll probably lose in the first playing game, but why not? <laughs> All right, man. I do not have your confidence in Sacramento. Um, okay, my my bold prediction is that on the first day of training camp, the Suns have made zero roster moves because they're just waiting. They're frozen in place, waiting to see what happens with Kevin Durant. Um, I, I We don't know what's going to happen from there. They could just gel and be the same team they were if they don't get Durant and just be great again for another year. Or uh, we could see them kind of like falling off. I don't know. But my bold prediction is we won't see a single roster move, move between now and training camp because they're waiting out Kevin Durant. 
All right, folks, I'm Dave King. You can find me at Twitter at Dave King NBA. You can find my written work, uh, which is even better than this, um, at brightsideofthesun.com. And you can find, obviously, these podcasts every Saturday. So thank you all so much. Oh, God, Coach, do not ever bring up Whiteside again on this. Uh, I'm not going to let you uh, be a guest on, on the show if you want Whiteside. Next, I mean, people are probably disappointed Andre Drummond's already signed with somebody. Okay, we'll talk to you all later. Y'all have a great Saturday, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again next week.